I, I just want to share a couple things. I, again, you know, I, I don't approach this type of service with a, with, with a message, but as I, as I, I, I prayed, I just started to pray a little, little while ago, and I wasn't praying to get a message. I was just praying. I just tried to get myself ready, but uh, these words came up inside of me that, that, um, that pressure is part of the process. And, and that's not something I really think normally or want to think about. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of times we don't want pressure. I don't particularly like it. Uh, but in, in some ways, pressure can be a good thing. You know, like we have a pressure cooker. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it does things like makes diamonds. And, you know, when I'm in an airplane or, in a, you know, a big airplane going up high, I'm glad there's cabin pressure. Because otherwise, you know, you'd die. Because <laughs> you wouldn't be able to breathe that air up there. But so there's some there's there's some positive things. And and I again I know sometimes uh, it makes us uncomfortable. And so as that word dropped into me, I started thinking about times when I felt, you know, pressure. And it, it can be a negative thing. It can be because you're not trusting God and all that kind of stuff where it's self-inflicted. But I thought I, I was thinking even about my own life. And how when, when God called me to, to minister and to preach, how that was like a lot of pressure because I wasn't naturally a speaker or naturally uh, comfortable getting in front of people. And then I went to Bible school and I studied and I prepared and I, I knew a little bit, not a ton, but enough to get started anyway. Uh, but still, the, you know, I can remember getting ready uh, to preach. And uh, well, you know, in, in school we had to do it in lab classes and then I, I came home for Christmas and they asked me to speak and I was like, oh, I just hated it. <laughs> uh, when I say I hated it, I hated even get, approaching it. It's like, I'm just like, I so don't want to do this, but I knew I'm supposed to. And you know, judge this however you want, but some, some would say, well, God would never ask you to do something like that then. <laughs> well, I can tell you biblically and experientially, yes, he would. <laughs> and if you follow, it's going to be okay. Right. See, pressure, when it comes, we have choices to make. And we can say, no, I'm uncomfortable, so I don't like this. I don't like being here. I'm uncomfortable. I'm, uh, I'm getting out of here. Right? Sometimes people will leave a marriage. Sometimes people will leave a, a job or, or leave something where they're supposed to be because the pressure is there and they want, you know, the pressure valve released. They want to get out. But sometimes they leave the plan of God. Sometimes they leave something that is part of the process to develop them and to, you know, make the diamond, if you will. And, and if we're always leaving discomfort, leaving pressure situations, a lot of times we'll never do what God wants us to do. We'll never be what he wants us to be. We'll never become what he envisioned our lives to become. We might be okay and be comfortable. You know, it's kind of like how your body lies to you. Doesn't it? Your, your body will lie to you and say, you don't want to do anything. You want to have no responsibilities you want a good couch, you know, enough money where you don't have to do anything. And, and, and I get there seasons where that can be a good thing. We need breaks and all that and vacations. And, and I look forward to that at times myself. But uh, how many know you don't really want that? You know, watch 
watch retired people who don't find something to do or have a purpose. They decline quickly. Yeah, I, I may not have wanted to step in front of people and preach and do these things in the early days. I mean, I had a, I had a, a mixture. I had, I had a want to and a not want to kind of working at the same time. And, uh, but the not want to was real. It's like, ah, uncomfortable. This is pressure. And, uh, but I'm glad I, I did it anyway. Yeah. Why? Why? Because r the right response to these things produces something wonderful. It produces the manifestation of our potential. Yeah. You know, some people never become what they could be. Because during those times we say, ah, that can't be God. That's the devil or whatever. Has anybody ever rebuked the voice of God by calling it the devil? <laughs> I, listen, I, I, even um, I've been, I'd have to figure out the years, but something like 34 years or so in ministry. Last year when uh, Pastor Hagen from Tulsa called me uh, to ask me to speak at camp meeting, I, I, I got off. The, I immediately became nervous. <laughs> I walked right down to Pastor Mickey's office. I said, "I need counsel. <laughs> I need a couch to lay on or something." And, and that was—it's strange. It's not because I was nervous to stand in front of a lot of people. It was just that environment there, just that stage. It was like some pretty important people that stood here and preached. And like, what do they want me to? Do? I, I thought. I honestly, I thought. It crossed my mind. I thought, I wonder if he thought he was calling Mark Hankins <laughs> in, his, in his phone. And I did, I thought. And then he had me and it was like too late. And now I've already asked him. <laughs> I should have went, ah. <laughs> Anyway, that, that, and, and, so when I did that, and that's after experience, but it was just a new thing. But it was still pressure on me. You can ask my wife, even the day of, I'm standing there, we're standing there in the front row, I'm going, I'm nervous. <laughs> and, uh, and it all worked out because, I, you know, it was God and the Spirit of God came on me and, and moved and had words of knowledge and all kinds of stuff. And, there, and God worked like he always does. But I'm just saying in any one of these situations, we could be asked to do something. or We have to know if we're supposed to. Because if we are, then we do it. Because say, well, is that from God? Well, I don't know. It might be our response to what God does. But, uh, I mean, if you read the scripture, think about what God said to Saul. Uh, Saul, Paul, rode to Damascus. And, well, then he said it, I think he said it to, uh, what's his name, who baptized him? Ananias, yeah. And, uh, but here, here's the phrase I'm looking for. I think it's Acts chapter 9, but I'm just saving time by trying to remember it. <laughs> uh, uh, how the Lord said, I will show him what great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Doesn't that kind of mess with your theology? <laughs> now, obviously, he's not talking about sickness and disease and that, but Saul would be. Paul would be persecuted, heavily persecuted for the gospel. And I'm not saying that word should be, you know, put on all of us. 
He didn't say that to all of us. Not all of us have to suffer like Paul did. That was a unique calling, and he was brutally attacked for preaching. But just this point, that, that is in the wheelhouse of God, to call someone to do something, that's not easy. I mean, his grace is sufficient. Paul had that revelation. His grace is enough, meaning he'll empower, strengthen, give the gifts, the ability. But nevertheless, he does at times call people to do things that are not the easiest thing in the world to do. Amen. So what should we do? I think a lot of it has to do with our, our mentality. We've got to see what God sees. We've got to see what can be. If he asks us, calls us, instructs us to do something, if it's, if it's something simple like, you know, fruit of the spirit, morality, or forgiving someone, or an assignment, a mission, we have to believe that with the instruction is the grace to complete it, and that God sees that we can do it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In other words, we're not just going to approach us and say, well, I'm going to try, you know, or the Lord leads someone to go to Bible school and they say, well, I'll try it. I'll try it for, for the first month and then we'll see. You've already failed. Yeah. F, fail. In other words, we can't approach life that way. We can't approach God that way or I'm going to give it. No, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And yes, I'm uncomfortable right now. But bless God, at the other end of this, at the other side of this, I'm going to come out and I'm going to be something I wouldn't be if I hadn't done this. And I'm telling you, we want an easier route to that. I certainly do. I want an easier road to that, but it doesn't always happen. It happens through obeying God, independent of the pressure that may come with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, let me, just, let me just read this real quick. Uh, Philippians, you, Philippians chapter 4. If you want to look at it with me, you can. I'll just take a minute. And uh, it's this, I want, I want to read this verse that everyone knows, but I want, to, I want you to see something else. If, has anyone ever heard the 13th verse? Now, listen to this. This is Paul. He had lots of pressure moments. Most, most of it was all inflicted by other people. Okay. But he said, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want you to pay attention to this real quick. Paul did not say that you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He said he could. Hallelujah. Did I just mess up someone's theology? <laughs> well, the Bible says I can do all things. No, it doesn't. Paul said he could. He didn't say you could. <laughs> say, well, are you saying I can't? No, I'm not saying you, you can't. I, I, but I am asking the question, can you? Yes. In other words, he said he could. What do you say you could? But it's not automatic. Well, we can all do all things. No, we can't. 
Paul could. Say, well, how did Paul do that? How did he, how could he make such, because he was the first one to say it, right? He didn't have a Philippians 4.13 to quote. He didn't read it on someone's sleeve playing football or something. And now, what is that? Yeah, I can do all things. No, he's the originator of the statement. Inspired by the Lord, no doubt. But he came to a place where he could boldly, confidently enough to write it. When you write it, how many know? I've written a couple books, and it's like fear and trembling a little bit. Because if I write it and print it, it's like permanent. Like, it better be right. (laughs) You know? He wrote it and sent it off. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How did he get there? How, you know, the passage tells us, if you back up, this is why I wanted you to look at it. Uh, Let's see what verse it is. Uh, Verse 11, not that I speak in regard to need, where am I? For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Notice I have, I have done what? Learned. I have learned. Learned. That would be a question for us. Have we learned? Yes. That doesn't, it, that implies, at least I read that, that it wasn't just automatically known or just downloaded into him by God. He learned it. He went through some things. He dealt with opposition. He dealt with a temptation. You know, maybe I'm speculating a little bit, but to obey or disobey the call of God. Certainly when enough people are throwing rocks at you, thoughts do enter your mind. He learned, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. He explained that I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere in all, and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all these things. So there were times when he had wads of cash and times when he was out. Times when his stomach was full and times when he was locked up in prison and out or out in a shipwreck or being stoned, you know, lots of persecution. He experienced both sides and he said, yeah, I know I can, I can handle anything now. I've learned whatever comes my way, I am not going to be moved by the pressures from the outside. I can do all these things. And he tells us where he gets his strength, through Christ. Christ is the one who gives me strength. So for us to just kind of willy-nilly, I can do anything, that might be pride or ignorance. But if we say, no, you know, I've, I've done some things. I've heard from God. I've, I've followed him when it was uncomfortable. I obeyed when I didn't want to. I, I dealt with pressure situations. And I've learned in the middle of this how to rely on the strength of God. I've learned in all these situations I can lean on him, rest on him. His strength would infuse me and enable me and empower me to do things that were beyond my ability. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens Come on. When we can say that with conviction then we can own that verse. I think a lot of people just kind of try to own that verse and it's not real. Amen. But if we want to, you know, kind of just go around and around issues and, and when it gets tough, run. 
oh, I don't think we can use that verse. When things get hard, we're always ducking out and going the other way. Quick to be offended, quick to be hurt, quick to be angry, quick to be discouraged. Amen. I don't mean this to sound tough, you know, rough or mean at all, but, you know, I heard someone say recently about, about someone who was um, declaring their offense. They said, well, what should, what, should I, what should they do? What do you think about that? And the person's response was, life is tough, get a helmet. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's probably a good answer a lot of times. I don't like this. I know. Me either. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> In other words, we have to. This is how we're going to grow. This is how we're going to learn that we can. That through the power of Christ in us, we can do it. We can succeed. We can stay in the game. Like we exhorted earlier, uh, we can start off right and continue in that path. Lots of people don't continue. Come on. Let's not be one of them. You know, in the last days, some shall depart from the faith. How many don't want that to be you? Some are. Some will. Some are. Not me. I'm not going to do it. Absolutely not going to do it. Right? Why? I'm, I've learned. I've, I've learned to some degree. I don't know that I've learned it as much as Paul has. And you've probably learned it at least to some degree. But let's stay. When, when, things, when the pressure comes on, okay, here's an opportunity. It might be a fork in the road. Here's my opportunity to go the comfort route and lose my sparkle. That's the diamond I'm thinking. Uh, I, I might choose to go that way, or I might choose to say, you know what? I've got the strength of Christ in me. I'm going to take on this challenge. I'm not saying every challenge is from God, but some, some are because they're his will. I mean, what do I mean is assignments he'll tell people to do. There are other things that are attacks. They're not from God. But still in the middle of those, I've got to know, to know how to stand. Thank you, Lord. And so uh, in this, I mean, there, there's a reason we read, and I won't take time to teach any of this tonight, but, but you know, like James 1, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials and temptations. Why would you count it joy? Because it's not. If it was joy, you wouldn't have to count it joy. And mature people, strong people, all things through Christ kind of people, they have learned what to call things. This is ugly. This is unhappy. So I'm going to go ahead and call it joyful. You know, we glory in tribulation. Remember Romans 5? Why would we do that? Because of what it produces. What other reason would you? You're just a glutton for punishment? No, but the tribulation produces endurance. It's only seeing the outcome why I would ever have that mentality. Otherwise, I'm running from all of it. Keep me out of here. Get, keep me safe. I don't need this. I got enough to deal with. I don't need that. Wait a minute, what? It produces this thing called endurance? It must be of greater value than I've realized. So I'm going to glory in it? If you know the value of endurance, you will. Because the people that don't get it, 
they don't stay. What do you mean they don't stay? They don't stay in God's will. They don't stay in God's plan. They're being pushed around by circumstances of life and never finish their course. They never complete their race. Amen. Let's all stand together. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Lord. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you for your hand upon us tonight. Thank you for the blessing of the Lord on each and every person, on each and every one. Thank you, Lord. Your, your grace enables us to walk this path and to remain on it, to continue in this way, not be deterred, not be led astray. Lord, our heart belongs to you. You've given us your all. For this we give you all the glory, uh, all the honor and praise. You're a good, good father. You're a good, good God. We worship you. We love you, Lord. We serve you today. Thank you for your help. Teach us all to say, Lord, we want to learn too. Teach us to say and believe it. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Thank you for it, in Jesus' wonderful, precious name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm glad I came to church tonight. Yeah. Praise God. Everybody be blessed. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.